You're listening to the Light Forge Podcast, the key to unlocking your arena success with your co-hosts, ADWCTA and Murps. Welcome back to the Light Forge Podcast, Murder at Castle Nathria Card Review Stream Podcast. Bod. This is Abukta. This is Murps. Hi. Uh, we're doing priests. Always doing annoying things. Remember, they have Mass Hysteria and Hysteria back. Two cards that, you know, aren't like the most powerful cards ever printed, but super duper annoying. And the fact that they introduced some RNG factor is going to tilt you off the face of this planet. Let's see what cards they have in addition to these super annoying queers. Alright, so uh, Priest is starting off with a 4-mana 2-5 common. Partner in Crime. Battlecry. Summon a copy of this minion at the end of your turn. So, you can put the 2-5 down, you can buff it, and then it'll create a copy of itself at the end of the turn. Or, you can do absolutely nothing and it's 2-2-5s for 4-mana. It's an A-tier card. It's an A-tier card. The only thing holding it back is um, the 2-5 body is not, like, super great, you know? Like, double 2-5 bodies are not amazing. It's just still really, really good. uh, It's 14 stats. Yeah, it's it's still, look, it's still a lot of stats. You kind of wish it were maybe distributed a little bit better. I mean, sometimes these are exactly the stats you want. Like, if you're trying to stall and everything. Um... But, yeah, like, it's just a ton of value. And then the times in which you can buff it and then it clones itself, holy heck, it is supremely good. Premium class card. Not busted, right? Because it's of the stat distribution thing. Yeah, but yeah. premium premium class card. Um, all right, next up is a card. By the way, if you were listening to the last episode of the podcast, I said we would be doing Rogue next. It's because I saw the first card that was on the list, which is this next one. It's Identity Theft. And I was like, oh, we're doing Rogue next. No, Identity Theft is a Priest card. It is a Priest common card. Three mana, Shadow Spell. Discover a copy of a card from your opponent's hand and deck. So, you're getting two cards for three mana, which in Arcane Intellect isn't what really score is this? anymore. This one is a B+. Plus, okay. Almost an A. Okay. You get to discover a copy of a card from your opponent's hand and deck. So, you're getting a very good of your opponent's card. Two of them. And you get to see three cards in their hand. So, if this was just Arcane Intellect, it would be like a D+. Um, maybe a low C. But this is a B+, because you're discovering and you're getting information. This is a card in which, if you think about it, because you can choose when you use it, um, as you get later on in the game, not too late, right? Not like super duper late and the, both of you guys are just playing top decks. But as, like, you know, you're at turn 8, for example. They don't have that many cards. If they are holding on to a bomb, you get it. Like, you are probably Mm going to get that bomb, right? And if they're not holding a bomb, you can probably win. Yeah, you can probably win. Uh, And then, of course, you get a card from their deck as well. And remember, they drafted their deck, so yeah. It's just really nice. Like, I think you will be able to isolate and play it on a turn in which if they have a bomb, well, now you have it too. Um, 
and you get something from their deck uh, that you get to discover. So it's a, it's a premium draw. This is like premium yep. card generation slash draw here. Yep. Uh, and the problem is the same with all cards that do nothing but draw you cards. Uh, you, it's a dead card for a lot of the game. And it's the Yasera problem. Like, people look at it and they're like, oh, when I play it, it's so powerful. It's so worth it. It's like, yeah, but, but when are you playing it? You know, like, well, what if this ability said infuse eight? Because that's probably when you're playing it. All right. Next up is the light. It burns the other common priest spell. It is a one mana holy spell. I, I say it like that because there's an exclamation point after the light and it burns. So you have to say the light. It burns. There's no other way to to pronounce this card. Otherwise, you're just wrong. Um, it's like and bees. it says like you exactly to, you have to say it like that. You, you can't to, be like, oh, I'm playing bees. I'm playing bees. No, no, no. it is bees. Mm -hmm. it, has to, it has to be like that. Uh, okay, so one mana holy spell. Deal damage to a minion equal to its attack. I love it. It's very priest-like. It is a B, so it is a good priest card. Um, it deals more damage than a one mana card probably should. Yeah, it's tempo. Like, it's a, it's a tempo play from, uh, from priest... It's once again it's a temple play, but it's also conditional removal. So this is sort mm -hmm. of like a shadow word, whatever, right? Whether it's a shadow word, death, or a shadow word, pain. Um, it's it's a nice temple removal, but you don't always get to use it, or it doesn't always fit. Yeah, you guys think of it as like a mini execute because whenever something's damaged, its attack is probably more than its health at that point. But again, it's still conditional even on that. It's just got a lot of conditions attached to it, which is why it's not like even higher. Um, but otherwise, it's it's very good tempo removal. All right, next. Next up is partner in crime. Oh, sorry, no, we already did that. Next up is suspicious usher. Once I find it on this list, there we go. So one mana, one three. Battle cry. Discover a legendary minion. If your opponent guesses your choice, they get a copy. Hmm. I think we've seen this card before. Uh, so this is very uh, very similar to the previous card. What, what class was that? Was that Mage? It was Mage. Yeah, it was the 1-3. You, you know, like, you, you do the similar the, thing. Yeah, you do the similar thing. Um, but here you're discovering a legendary minion. Um, and it's the same, same things apply, right? Like, don't give your opponent the bomb that will ruin your situation on the board. But at the same time, normally just pick the best card. And then hope your opponent gets it wrong. And, and it's an A-tier card, by the way. Same as the other one. Good. See? Reading the score after the uh, the card. Okay? Mm. Excellent. Let's, let's All do right. it. Next is the Priest Location. Cathedral of Atonement is the Priest Location. This is an A-tier card. Three mana, three uh, charges. Give a minion plus two plus one and draw a card. A-tier card. Three mana, draw three cards eventually. And also buff, what is this, nine stats? That could also be like, you know, because it's a buff, it could be like rushy or chargey stats. Yeah, so you get triple hand of a dolls. Um, the only reason it's not an S, because I, I think some people are like, oh man, this is like a, an S-tier card. It's just slow. 
Like it's very slow. It's, Locations are all slow. It's slow. That's the only thing holding it back. Um, remember, A tier cards are still very, very good. Like S tier cards are broken, right? Now we're getting into like the Wild Seeds and you know Wild Paul Cavern and all of that stuff. So I don't think it's as good as those because of the speed. Because you can still try to keep priest off the board right even though you can yes. do really well with keeping priests off the board if they play cathedral of atonement because they're anti-tempoing whenever you play a location you're anti-tempoing yeah like you're getting three stats for three mana that's terrible so if you're thinking oh the buffs are so good hand of a doll no hand of a doll you buff something and it usually has initiative you usually do something with it with this card maybe the first time it triggers you're buffing something with initiative but the next couple of times it's going to be harder because you're putting yourself in a hole so, like you're drawing cards. Like yeah. if you think of it like playing it at three mana, that's silly. Don't play this at three mana, right? You're like drawing a card at three mana. Why? So you got to play it later, and then it's already delayed, and then it delays even more to get its final charge. Like it's it's not like this meta is going to be favorable to it, but it's not as good as it may seem if you're just like three mana, draw three cards, buff nine stats. Like that's not really what the card is. It's a lot slower than that. Yep. All right, next. Um, next up is let's go with a clean the scene. Clean the scene is the last rare card for priests. It's five mana holy spell. Destroy all minions with three or less attack. Infuse three, six or less. And uh, it is a uh, C plus card. This is one I thought would be better. And then you talk me down, and I mm -hmm. think that is ultimately correct. So you can explain why it is not better than a C+. Because you talked me into it, I was like, I actually think you're right at the end. I, I talked you into it by just asking one question. Yeah. What well, would you rate a Twisting Nether right now? Uh, I mean, this is... Better? And a twisting nether, maybe not really, because even after you infuse three, it's not just that it's a little slower. Like six mana, six attack or less actually excludes a lot of the things you actually it, really want to remove. It actually does exclude something. So number one, it excludes something. Number two, you do have to infuse. Like you do mm -hmm. have to in, like infuse some. Which I understand, it's not a lot, it's just infuse three, but you do have to infuse, so which means if you are just getting this, you can't really, you know, like, you can't use it. And also, because I see some people in the chat, uh, they're like, oh, well, the mana consideration is important. Not mm -mm. really for this mm -mm. card. Not really anymore. Because of the fact that you have to infuse it, right? Uh, and because of the fact that, like, you know, you're... It does the mana doesn't matter as much for this as like other cards, especially like you know minions and and drops. So when I thought about all of those together, I was like, yeah, I think I just got a little bit too excited about this card and the potential it has. Um, and I just don't think it's that good. Like a C plus is actually kind of like worse than the um, average card in your deck. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, would I take this, or would I take a Mass Hysteria? I think I'd take a Mass Hysteria. Easy Mass Hysteria. 
I think I just would. Madison Stare. Yeah. Yeah. Like this does have a a, a floor even before you infuse it, um, which is that sometimes you really do want to destroy all minions through a less attack because your opponent has spread the board and it's actually a really good board clear. Um, so you don't always have to infuse it, but the infuse is a little annoying. It's really the what what gets me is that is it's one that the extra three mana doesn't matter except that you can play it earlier. That's all that matters. But playing it earlier doesn't really matter because now it has infused, so that kind of works against it. So it's about as playable as a twisting nether, even though it costs three less. Three mana after you have like you know eight mana or ten mana or whatever whenever you're playing this it, it really doesn't matter that much mana really doesn't matter that much especially in this meta but just kind of generally right uh, you're you're not getting that much more more tempo uh, by playing this and the exclusion of anything with more than six attack is so huge it means when you play this card it doesn't do what you needed to do a decent percentage of time. It's not like, oh, it's just leaving one minion on the board. It's leaving the minion it's on the board. It's leaving the minion, right. Um, and there are things that you will need to remove. I mean, look at, uh, like, Sinfield Golem, right? Like that mm -hmm. card. You will need to remove that. You will need to remove quite a few big things. I think that's the most punishing thing about it, right? Mm -hmm. Mass Hysteria can remove something like that. Uh, you know, we compare it to the most vanilla, and I know it's not Priest, but the vo most vanilla kind of card like this, which is Twisting Nether, they remove stuff like that. Um, that's super punishing. The thing that you really need to remove, you absolutely cannot, even after you infuse it, you cannot yep. remove that card, and that's the most important thing that you need to remove. So yep. the absolute inability to do that, I was like, okay, okay. Yep, you got me here. You got me here. C C plus C plus. Mm -hmm. Like it is a board clear, but it is not. It's 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 oftentimes what you need, but it's a, also a good percentage of times going to not be able to do its job, and you can't have that. If you have a card that you're just holding on to for the board clear, you can't have it not be able to do its job, which which this card does quite frequently. All right. Um, that is clean the scene. Now we're on to the epic cards, so you're going to see these less. Uh, but this next one's really good. It's an A-tier card. Uh, four mana, holy spell, Boon of the Ascended. Give a minion plus two health. Summon a Kyrian with its stats and taunt. Uh, the Kyrian is just, it's just a minion um, with, with taunt. There's nothing special about it. Uh, but whatever you're resummoning has two extra health to whatever you're copying. Remember, like, four mana, if you're looking at uh, the, the Faceless, uh, it's also four mana. I think it was five mana, and they updated it to four mana. You're not getting two extra health, and you're not summoning something with two extra health. So this one's just flat-out better. And in a pinch, you can even do it to your opponent, right? Um, you, like, who cares if you give your opponent minion two extra health if you're going to summon a super gigantic minion for four mana? Yep. I think it's just pretty solid. Um, yeah, it, it, I like the in a pinch you could do this, right? Uh, mm -hmm. So, like, at, at the very least, you can try to equalize, like, even if you don't have something on your side. And if not, you know, okay, sure. Like, I, you're just going to get supreme value if you have, like, a decent-sized thing on your board. Like, imagine if your opponent played a raid boss in Nixia. <laughs> Which is out, by the way. Oh. <laughs> Imagine if it somehow happened. You just boon it. And you'll win the game. Like, 
this is what I'm talking about, right? Like, the, the boon on your opponent's minion is actually a really good move, especially if your opponent is playing bombs of some wait, sort. Well, how are you supposed... Wait, their thing is immune. What do you mean, their thing is immune? Raid... Your... Boss? Oh, oh, oh not Raid... Raid Boss Adixia is not actually Colossal. Sorry. Uh, what's what's the other one? I don't the, know the, the new what you one. are talking the new, about. The new one. Huh? The, the new the new colossal one the new ten mana colossal one that just came out ah, I'll find it it's uh, Neptalon or, or Azumat Neptalon will own the Kyrian no it's a colossal right if you target a colossal and you summon the colossal you get all its parts I don't think so. My initial reaction oh. was no. Oh, never mind, never mind. I'm reading this wrong. You summon the yeah, Curian with yeah, its stats like, You don't you copy know, you the don't ability. don't summon that. Nope, okay. Fine, fine. It's not that powerful. But you can still get a really big card. Okay, so we went... Your example used... Your example was double flawed. Yes. We went through two layers of you being confused and wrong. One layer. Just twice. Oh Same layer. Same confusion. Oh my god, dude. I, 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 was, I was thinking it was facelessing the thing and giving it taunt. But no, it's summoning a new thing without like a vanilla version of it. And then you got the card wrong first. Yes. Yes. Well, well yeah, I got the card wrong. Well, I basically consider Raid Boss Anixia a colossal card. Like, I, I just forget that it's not actually has the word colossal in it. Um, okay. okay. Okay, great. So that's Boon of the Ascended. Good, 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 good card. Uh, take it. Next, we're going to go with the other epic card. It is Mysterious Visitor. Mysterious Visitor is not good. It is a D+. It is a 2-mana, two 2-3. Two, it is a croc, and it has Battle Cry. Reduce the cost of cards copied from your opponent by 2. Um, you're a priest? You're, you're going to have some cards copied from your opponent? Maybe... But not that many. Like, you saw all the cards earlier, right? There's one card that copied cards from your opponents in this set. So, I know a lot of people are, like, very excited about Priest copying cards from your opponent. But Priest doesn't copy that many cards from your opponent anymore. That was, like, an old-school classic mechanic. Um, so, if you do have those cards, they are in your hand. They do get reduced by two. It's a nice perk. Uh, a croc is a D, not a D+. Plus. This one's a, a D... Oh, sorry. Yeah, this one's a D... Sorry, no, this one's a C. My bad. This one's a C. So uh, a croc would be a D, and this one's a C because its ability is, is doing something some of the time. I think that's not fair. a D plus, but a C. All right. Um, let's go on to the legendaries. Legendaries are not good. Let's start with Pelagos. Pelagos is a three mana one six. After you cast a spell on a friendly minion, set its attack and health to the higher of the two. Okay. That's a thing, but also, this is a 3 mana 1-6, and you need to have spells that target friendly minions. So, it's a lot of conditionals, and it's a terrible body. It is a D+. Yep. <laughs> Next is the Harvester of Envy. The Harvester of Envy, another legendary card. 3 mana 4-3. After you play a card copied from the opponent, steal the original. I'm not 100% how this card works, 
Like, does the card have to still be in your opponent's hand? Or deck? What if it's already used? Uh, Can you steal the card from your opponent's board? Yeah, it, I, I don't know exactly. Like, if they played it, do you still take it? Yeah, it'll take control of it from the board. That's pretty insane. <laughs> Uh, but once again, it's like a thing in which I, I I don't... This is put into Arena just to tilt people, isn't it? This is purely something to tilt people. As in, it is going to be so infrequent and just so unable to play around that it's just there to tilt people, 100%. That's it, right? Yep. Yeah, okay, yep. cool, cool, cool. Nice, okay. nice. So the, nice. the score we gave it is a C, but I'm going to put an asterisk on it because I didn't know it would actually steal stuff from the board. I didn't know that either. But then when you posed uh, it, I was like, oh, percent, I mean, It's still it's a low percent low chance percent, yeah. that you will have a card that you get from your opponent and they will put it onto the board. Um, yes, it will but be. But for those low percent chances, that's a big swing compared to just getting the card. Um, so I don't know. It could be a C+. Plus. Okay. Cool. So this is Priest. Um, it's got a package. It's got a package, and the package has removals, like the light it burns. It has uh, your card generations, uh, like identity theft, and those are the common stuff. So it's got a. It's got. It's got a package. It's. It's good. It's. Uh, it's got the the Cathedral of Atonement. Um, it's got a suspicious usher. It's got a lot of things that kind of give it the bulk to, to make it more more priesty. Uh, but uh, the card advantage certainly won't be a problem. I think this would be a better set if it were not in this meta. Because this meta kind of already does what Priest is trying to do, what, what this set for Priest does. And I don't know that you need more of it. Like, if you're never going to run out of cards, why are you drawing more cards? Right? Like, and that's kind of what a lot of the Priest cards do. Uh, I think it will be, like, you, you'll feel unnecessary power in ways that don't matter, and you'll be missing actual power in ways that you want with, uh, with Priest in this set. I think that's fair. I got nothing to add about Priests. Yep. Part, uh, someone in chat says, partner in crime being common is the main issue. That is going to be super, 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 super annoying. Super, 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 super annoying. Uh, by the way, the combo, um, if you guys are, uh, are are looking at it, the like super simple combo that the game is begging you to do is you play Cathedral of Atonement on 3 and you don't use it, and then you play Partner in Crime on 4 and you do use it, and you have 2, 4, 6, and, you know, you have drawn a card, and you still have two more charges of the Cathedral of Atonement left. And you have instantly swung the game from being behind on the board to way ahead on the board. That's going to be a common combo, by the way. Because um, it's one rare card in this set with boosted, and one uh, uh, common card. And both of those cards are auto-picks. So, you're going you're gonna to see that. And in this meta, it's not game over, um, but it is still very, very powerful. Cool. We will actually talk about Rogue next. Uh, any shout-outs you want to give? 
Uh, we should shout out the Patreons. Do you have that list? I don't have that list in front of me right yeah, now. Yeah, I have that list. Okay. I gave a shout out the last video for it, but we'll shout them out again. It uh, is RV Nitrain, Yin, Eric L, Dan F, Karova, REG, 4PM Brand New. Thank you guys so much for keeping the light on on the Lightforge podcast. All We're right. See you guys in Rogue. See ya. Bye bye. Welcome back. This is the Grin and Go Lightforge podcast arena card review for uh, Murder at Castle Nathria. This is Abukta. This is Murps. Hi. We continue onwards. Going to be faster this time. Uh huh. Sure. Definitely sure. We've been over it. twenty minutes for every single class, including over thirty for some. This is not fast. All right. We're doing it over two nights. We want to be fast. We can't be fast. That's just that's just what it is. Um, all right. So we're at Rogue. One thing to know about Rogue is that we've gone over, by the way, a whole bunch of classes that are all getting really good cards. Like, Priest has gotten pretty good cards. Paladin has gotten, like, not absurdly overpowered cards, but, like, still okay to good cards. Mage has gotten okay to good cards. Hunter's been purely busted. Uh, Druid has gotten pretty good cards. And uh, even Demon Hunter, which everyone's like, oh, it's terrible, whatever, has an A-plus common card, right? Like, it's all been good. And uh, Rogue is not terrible, but it's, it's one of the weaker classes. Um, and uh, you can see by, uh, we're looking at right now, the best common card that Rogue gets. And it is a C tier card. That, the, no, nothing was even like that. Every other class has had a common card that is at least an A tier card, if not higher. Every other class so far. So this is the first class with a common card that is just a C-tier card. It's not even a B-tier card. It's a C-tier card. It is Double Cross. Common Secret. Ah, oh, so bad. It's even a secret. Uh, Rogue Secret. When your opponent spends all their mana, draw two cards. Thoughts? Look, what it does is okay like all right here's why it's okay right because if they're not okay if they're preventing you from drawing by not spending all of their mana that's good for you right that's mm -hmm. nice okay you got a sort of benefit uh and two mana to draw two is nice but you never ever get the cards on your turn immediately right at best mm -hmm. you get it on the next turn afterwards and you might not get it and then, of course, you realize some value, whatever value means from it. Um, you're going to play this later on because it is not a, like... I mean, you don't really want to play it turn two. You just you don't. You don't want to draw cards on turn two. You yeah. play tempo stuff. So, it's later on. And later on, it is much easier, slash... It could just happen, right? They don't even have to be like wanting to use mana and then playing around it um they could just not use all their mana right like on turn eight or turn nine what are the chances they don't use all their mana i don't know it's there i, I don't know mm -hmm. exactly what the chances are but it's there so yeah look you you do get to refresh your you know your your cards you do get to eventually draw two um but it's the eventually part that really sucks yeah um one thing going for this card is that it is a secret and there are other secrets, and your opponent won't know that it is a double cross. In fact, it is probably a very hard to test secret, right? And by the time you test it, it's over. 
you have already gotten the value out of the the secretness of the secret right they're they're looking for potentially other rogue secrets that's not a lot of rogue secrets but they're afraid of whatever the other rogue secrets are um uh, the one that uh, where you know if you if you hit phase you're actually going to betray your uh, your the minion next to you and hit it instead like there's a lot of rogue secrets where if you actually fall for it it's really bad for you um, so the, the the double cross has a quite a bit of this like hidden value of like you're making your opponents do weird things now they got to watch out for weird things so you still wouldn't want to play it on turn two for it but if you just like throw it in sometime in the mid mid game mid to late game it has more of an effect than just like draw two cards eventually yep okay uh, all right now we're gonna get to even worse cards the next card is private eye. the next common card is private eye private eye is a four mana three four battle cry cast a secret from your deck combo cast two instead um you need to have secrets in your deck. So if you are casting a secret from your deck, by the way, a four mana three two that casts a two mana secret is not bad at all. Um, that is kind of what you would expect slash actually good. But you actually have to have the secret in your deck. And double cross is a C. And, and, and that's about as good as rogue secrets get. Um, so you're not going to have a lot of secrets in your deck. Um, and casting two, that's really not going to happen because they also have big different secrets. Yep. All right. Now we're getting to an even worse card for Rogue. Common, spell, two mana, sticky situation. Secret, after your opponent casts the spell, summon a 3-4 spider with stealth. This is the card that could have made Rogue secrets actually work. If the Rogue had two common secrets and they were both draftable, now you got a game going. But unfortunately, this one uh, is terrible. Because you're waiting for your opponent to cast a spell. They may not cast a spell. And if they do cast a spell, you have gotten a 3-4 spider with stealth for 2 mana. whoop de do. Yeah, like... This is just sort of what you're supposed to get, right? It's like... Um, mm -hmm. It's like Cat Trick, right? Like, I, I yep. don't think anybody was like, Oh my god, Cat Trick, so good. This is basically cat trick, uh, so yeah, I, that's that's it. I don't know. Cat trick isn't breaking the meta. Uh, it it you know it never really impacted the meta that much. So cat trick 2.0 printed for 2022 is definitely not breaking the meta. Mm -hmm. So I just did a quick look at and try to find like rogue secrets, um, and I can't. There's like no place online that has all the rogue secrets. Which, uh, which is really annoying. Uh, but okay, here, here, I found some. Okay, so... Nope, this is Cabals and Catacombs. Are Rogue Secrets not in? I just assumed they were in. Besides Cabals and Catacombs, like, Sudden Betrayal is Cabals and Catacombs. Oh, are they in Standard now? Cheap Death, I'm trying to think through. They're not in Standard, we haven't seen them. Actually, are the rogue secrets not in? 
that would make all the secrets like significantly worse because how secrets are is they get better the more options you have right people are saying shenanigans will be in etc oh shenanigans will be in what, what set is shenanigans in shenanigans shadow clone and plagiarize are in oh okay so plagiarize is good right um that's that's a pickable secret uh shadow clone uh, i forget what the hell shadow clone does um but that probably means it's not good after a minute attacks your hero summon a copy of it with stealth yep <laughs> that that's not pickable and uh the last one is oh shenanigans eh, shenanigans is uh is playable it's it's pickable it's playable shenanigans is uh two mana when your opponent draws their second card in the turn transform it into a banana um it is not pickable i thought shenanigans was something else um, okay okay so rogue secrets are are not are, are not as good as i had been imagining i just assumed the rogue the classic rogue secrets when they first were introduced were in um but okay let's move on we are doing rare cards now rare cards let's start with door of shadows door of shadows one mana shadow spell draw a spell infuse two add a temporary copy of it to your hand so this one is an a tier card it's rare you won't see it anywhere near as often as a common but it is good it is one mana draw two cards and they are spells and they are in your deck so they are good and rogues tend to have like smaller um spells they they just tend to have smaller spells if you have a deck tracker you can go in and look to see exactly what you're likely going to draw so once you infuse it and all you need to do is infuse two super easy once you do that you look at your deck tracker you kind of know what you're gonna get you kind of know what you like and as long as you can play it you have you know done one mana draw two and it's two spells so that's really good um mm -hmm. that's why it's a it's it's just super duper solid yep all right next up we have the location for rogue the location for rogue is Sinstone Graveyard. Two mana, two charges. Summon a 1-1 Stealth Ghost that has plus one, plus one for each other card you played this turn. So it only has two charges. A lot of locations have three charges. This one only has two. And it is a A-tier card. A A-tier card. I see people in chat saying this is trash. But this is actually an insanely good card. This is a you had premium class card. You had to talk me into this. This I is don't one know that everybody's still... missing. Okay. Everybody's sleeping on this explain... card. Everyone is sleeping. Explain it to everyone like you explained it to me. I still don't know if I exactly buy right. it. But you can... I, look, for those of you in chat right now, for those of you listening at home... I'm 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 not there yet. Okay, I'm it's, not exactly it's there. there yet. It's an I'm, I'm not there. card. Oh, premium, man. premium card. Okay. This is like like scorpid levels of good. Gonna be nerfed. It's so good they're gonna nerf the offering rate of this card. You just like. By the way, they will not nerf the offering rate of any locations. That is my prediction. Even if a class is too overpowered, they're gonna keep the locations the way it is and nerf the other cards. Just a personal prediction I of how don't, game okay, development wait, so, so lay out the scenarios that you're seeing, okay. that I'm not seeing. Okay. Lay, lay it out, lay it out. So, let's start with the fact that it's a two-mana card. 
Okay. And it's only going to generate tempo. It okay. is not doing anything else, right? So how much tempo are you trying to get over the course of three turns for this to be an insanely good card? Well, I don't know. 10? 12? It's pretty insane numbers, right? Like for a two mana card. This card is going to start off... We're going to do two scenarios. First scenario is the scenario uh, that you really want to use this card in, which is that you can coin it out. If you coin it out, it is a two mana, two, two stealth. And then at some point in the future, you will get, like, if you want to do it again on turn three, you will get at least another two mana, two, two stealth. You could get a, two, a three, three stealth. Um, if you want to just wait later on until you have, like, a turn in which you're comboing a bunch of stuff, you can get a much larger stealth. That is super, extremely amazing, good tempo. Now, if you don't have a coin or you're playing it later in the game, you're getting just a ton of stats. Like, you know how uh, when we look at those cards, like, uh, like that Druid has, where you're summoning, like, two two twos, and then they eventually become two five fives, and everyone's like, oh, obvious A-tier card. Obviously this is an A-tier card. Super good. Amazing. Sinstone Graveyard does pretty much the same thing. It's a little smaller, but it's like two mana instead of three mana. And, uh, and it, it has stealth on the cards that you summon. And when you're summoning smaller things, like, I mean, 5-5 five, is not that small, but you want them to have stealth. That's good. And it's so much more flexible. So, if you just add up all the stats that you're getting from this card, it is an absurd amount of mid to late game stats for just two mana. And it's not anti-tempo, as long as you play it with one other card, even a coin. So, I think a lot of people look at this and they're like, how am I going to, like, they just imagine that it's an anti-tempo card. And it is not. It is a normal tempo card or even a tempo positive card. It's a normal tempo card if you just play any other card on the same turn. So, like, let's say on turn four, you play a two drop and Sinstone Graveyard. Boom, you have a normal tempo turn. And then you just get a bonus tempo whenever you trigger it. And you'll know when to trigger it, right? If you have a bunch of like cards you want to play on one turn later on, like as a rogue, uh, you save it for that turn. If you don't have those cards in your hand, you can just you know play it as soon as it comes off cooldown and then you get another 2-2 stealth. It is super flexible, super powerful in the mid to late game, and um, just very high floor and uh, pretty high ceiling. It's an A-tier card. So... Me reading chat right now, I will tell you guys this. Um, the only reason, like, for me, I recognize that it is a good card. Like, the only thing, I'm just like, oh, I don't know if it's an A, right? Because uh, a, a is very high. A is very, very high. But I see some comments right now, and some people are just like, wait, it's just going to be double two twos. You are 100% wrong there. But even if it is, it's so good. It's double 2-2 two, two stealth for 2 mana. I mean, what? Even if it is. But. Like, like I, on, on curve, I, that's if, when it becomes 2-2s. Two yeah, on curve. it Like, that. that's kind of the only time in which it is yeah. just. But then on curve, early on, 2 mana for double 2-2 two, two stealth is extraordinarily good. What? Right? That's really, really good. And then later on. I don't know what meta you guys are playing if you <laughs> actually think you're just going to play one thing one card a turn. turn. And you don't and run remember, out You as get well. to pick the turn. You get to pick which turn like, you trigger well, wait, this do, on. Do you guys remember like what kind of like how many cards you play in recent metas per turn? It's a lot. You don't run out. Like 
this is something for other card evaluations as well. I think some people like are, are used to this idea. They're like, well, I'll just be running out of cards by then slash I can't possibly play that many cards later on or something. No, no, no. Classes have a ton of cards. It's pretty easy for you to play three cards on a turn. You will have cards. This mm -hmm. is just Hearthstone in 2022. And I understand weaker cards are coming in. Skolomance is coming in, right? Like, mm -hmm. you, you have ways to... And, like, you... That is what I don't understand. So, like, I see a lot of comments right now. Um, if, if you're talking about later on in the game uh, in which you want extra stats, you will 100% get them because I would assume that everybody would know by now that you are able to play a ton of cards. Not a ton, but like, you want to play three cards in one turn? Yeah, that's just a late game turn now. Yep. 4-4 four, four stealth in late game. Twice. Yeah. Or I guess 1-3-3 three, three and 1-4-4 four, four, because this is one of the cards you play. Um, and being a on-curve play on turn 4, on-curve play on turn 2 if you have the coin, possibly on-curve play on turn 3 if you have a 1-mana card. Um, just, it, it's... The extreme flexibility of it, I think, is extremely, extremely, extremely underrated. Yeah, it so... is the opposite of Ysera. Like, Ysera kills you and you don't know how. And then when it does win you the game, you're like, oh, of course Ysera is so good. This keeps you in the game and you don't realize it. You're not going to look at that, like, 3-3-4-4 three, three, four, four stealth in the late game and be like, oh my god, did I really only pay two mana for this and it was free? Because I already got two mana's worth of value from it when I initially played the two mana. You don't really think like that because, you know, the 3-3 three, three stealth or 4-4 four, four stealth is not openly, obviously going to win you the game. But it does enough uh, enough times for this two mana card that is otherwise never, ever, ever hurting you. Ever. It is so flexible that it will always be at least okay on the turn that it is played in your hand. And then you just get a bonus. Like a bonus free three three four four stealth, even if you just have like not a synergistic deck. Yep. Chad uh, is asking, will it stay on board after board clear? Yes, locations do not get removed by board clears. You can only remove them with that location hate card. Um yeah. I forgot what, what its name was. But yeah, there is a location hate card. So it's just like with weapons, you need weapon hate. You need mm -hmm. a ooze or something, right? Uh, in order to destroy it. Same thing with this. You need a location destroyer card. Alright. So, I mean, it's a rare card. You're not going to see it, like, super often. And I think... But but just do not sleep on this card. This is an A-tier card. This is your premium rogue card. And if you're rogue, you don't got a lot of premium cards in this set. Or in the sets that are coming back, to be honest. So, this is kind of what you get. Like, this is not a, a rogue-friendly meta or a rogue-friendly sets that are coming in. Rogue is going to be weak. Um, so you're not going to like see this card. But if you do happen to want to play Rogue, and uh, this, this card is the way to go. Yeah. So this is one that uh, like I got talked into. But it was never sort of like, oh man, I think this is a bad card. It's just like, how good is it, right? Mm -hmm. Because A is pretty A elite. is very good. Yeah, it is pretty elite-like uh, territory here. Um, but I think it is easy for someone to look at it and just be like, oh, not enough value, it's not good at all. No, it is, it is a good card. The only question is how good, how good is it? 
Yeah. Someone said they'll pick Blood in the Water over it. Uh, Blood in the Water is not in the meta. <laughs> I think. I'm pretty sure Blood in the Water is not in the meta. You, you don't got options. You're going to pick this card. If you think this card's good at all, you're going to pick this card. Rogue is, ro rogue is bad. Rogue is going to be bad. Um... And someone else was, like, comparing it to a Walpaw Cavern and was like, but Caverns is so much better than this. Yes, Cavern's an S-tier card. <laughs> this is not an S-tier card. There's a big gap between A and S-tier cards. S-tier cards are, are broken and we want them banned. A-tier cards are totally great and should be premium class cards. Like, this is not, like, a thin line. There's, like, a very wide margin between where Walpaw Cavern is and where Sinstone Graveyard is. Um, okay. Uh, next one, the last rare card we have is Serrated Bone Spike. It's a two mana spell, deal three damage to a minion. If it dies, your next card this turn costs two less. It is a C tier card. Um, it two mana, deal three damage is fine. Uh, two mana, deal uh, zero mana, deal three damage is really good, but it's situational. And then you have to have another card to play, and the mana has to match up. Uh, and you gotta play it this turn. Uh, so, it is, uh, it's good, good fuel for, for your Sinstone Graveyard, but, um, otherwise, two mana deal three damage is, I think right now if it, you just had a card that was two mana deal three damage to a minion, it would be a D tier card. Maybe a D plus tier card. Yeah, it can't uh, go face, right? Yeah, yeah it so, can't go face. It's, uh, no, it, it would be like a, it's rough. It would be like a D plus right something yeah. like that yeah this one's a c i think uh people think that you're going to be able to use one that you're going to be able to use the mana uh all the time and you're oftentimes it's going to be awkward like you're going to be able to use one of the mana or you're just not going to have enough plays to make it or that the mana is coming in and like turn eight and above where the extra two mana really doesn't matter that much um but but it's it's good um, this is just, it's very different, right? Like, it's very different than uh, the zero mana Demon Hunter card that makes you discard a card that also gives you three damage. That one is very positive tempo. This one is situational positive tempo. And that matters a lot. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, next up is the epic cards ghastly gravedigger is your first epic card it's a three mana four three on curve minion battle cry if you control a secret choose a card in your opponent's hand to shuffle into their deck the ability is super duper 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 good you will not have that many secrets that's the only problem with it but if you do wow super Great. super duper good also, this is like an epic card as well, so you, you really gotta get like the stars to align here. Mm -hmm. Next epic card is Kidnap. Not Kidnapper, but Kidnap. Two mana. Secret. After your opponent plays a minion, stuff it in a 0-4 sack. So, it's removal, um, but it's not removing that much. And... It's still 0-4 sack. It's not actually removing it. It's it's going to come back for free at some point. Yeah, it, it's pretty bad, man. Oh, it goes back into their hand. 
What? Oh. That oh, I, I did not know that. See, this is a, when they come with the simplified like phrasing. It uh, it, it really screws things up because you would never know a kidnapper's sack goes back into their hand. I thought it went back onto the board. Yeah. Both of us thought that. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, then this is better. Cora Returning to, to your hand is better. Okay. See, we need like Cora to confirm this stuff. Ah, oh, I'm not. No, no, no. It's it's here. It's it, it's. It literally says the kidnapper sack. I'm on not Hunter reading. What? Okay. Anyways. So so this one is is not a D tier card. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's obviously much better than. It's obviously yeah, much yeah, better yeah. than. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought it just popped up onto the board again, which would make it trash, right? Which yes. Is, yeah. Uh, but effectively making it like a weird freezing, right? It's like a weird mm-hmm. freezing whatever. Uh, that's nice. That's yeah. It's certainly better. Anyways, disregard that score. Yeah, yeah. Disregard that score. It's also not an easy card to calculate, so I'm not gonna be able to do it on on the spot. Yeah. Um, but we'll update this before the uh, expansion is uh, is out with the correct score for for kidnap. By the way. Uh, all these scores are actually available um, online. Uh, well, we're we're a, little, we're a couple classes behind, but uh, they're 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 going up there after we do each of these videos. In theory, cool. Okay, so that is a uh, kidnap. It's a it's an epic card. You're not going to see it that much, but it's actually a card now. Like now that it's returning it back to the hand afterwards. It's nice. Then yeah, yeah then nice. it is like freezing trap. Yeah, it's like a freezing trap or sap or you know one of those, but you can't target. But, but it, you right? can't target, yeah. 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 So I it's mean, more like a... a freezing trap than a, a yes. sap. Yeah. Yes. Um, but even freezing trap is semi-targetable. This one's like completely just whatever the hell your opponent does. Um, all right, uh, let's go to the legendaries for rogue. Legendary card number one: Necrolord Draka. Necrolord Draca is a 4 mana 3-4. Battlecry, equip a 1-3 dagger, plus 1 attack for each other card you played this turn. You know, you're going to play at least one other card this turn. You don't want a 1-3 dagger. Uh, you could probably play two cards in the turn, maybe, maybe not. Um, but even if you are just equipping a 1-3 dagger, this card is pretty good. Uh, if you're equipping a 2-3 dagger, this card is really good. If you could somehow equip a 3-3 dagger, this card is freaking busted. Um, and so overall, it is a A-tier card. Yeah, I thought this was a little high until I was just like, you know, once again, I think you will be able to play play stuff. And the late game, does that weapon matter? Yeah, it does. If you're able to get like a three attack kind of weapon, it A 3-3 three, three dagger? Even if it's just going face, it matters. Yeah. Um, no, that, that, still, that still matters. And the additional flexibility that you get with it... It's nice. So, like, Rogue was one of those where I wanted to hate on it more, and at the end I was like, okay, you can talk me into, like, these higher scores. I think these are just, like, nice cards for Rogue. I'm not saying Rogue is going to be great, but I think... Rogue is going to be bad. I think that the location card and this Necrolord Draka are actually good cards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright. Uh, the other legendary card, Halkios. Is a four mana five four elemental death rattle. If you control a secret, store Halkios's soul inside of it. It resummons Halkios when triggered. 
So that's obviously really good. Um, this is a C tier card. It would be a D plus to C borderline card if it uh, if it didn't have the ability. So the ability is doing a little work. But again, you have to control a secret. You're rogue. You don't have a lot of secrets. Yep. That's it. Also, I like how people mention it. It's like, well, the legendary is worse than the sword eater. Yeah, Sword Eater is, like, freaking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Sword Eater uh, is, like, freaking amazing. Uh, but also, another consideration for, like, the past Legendary as well, people are like, well, it shuts off your hero power. You guys do know that you not hero, hero powering means you get to use that mana for something else. Mm -hmm. Rogue's hero power is pretty bad these days. That's two mana you can use for something else. Wow. Crazy insane yeah uh, like imagine if this was a four mana card that said summon a three four gain two mana you guys would be all over it you guys would be like what two mana three four so good it's kind of the same thing and it's a one three dagger and it's really like at least a two three to, dagger yeah with potential it's, it's almost certainly four. a two three dagger it's almost certainly a two three dagger so yeah it's just like a much much better Arathi weaponsmith, right? Like a mm -hmm. much, much better. Not just like a better version, a much, much better version. Okay. Alright. Uh, that's it for Rogue. Um, I mean, look, it's, it's not going to be good. It's a bad situation for Rogue, but if you're going to play Rogue, there, there are things you can do. I feel like it's just a lot of things that don't kind of fully work. Um... But if there is a meta for these kinds of cards that are coming into Rogue, I guess this is the meta for it, because Rogues have uh, a little bit of a problem with getting cards, and that's solved by Skillamance. Um, rogues have a lot of awkward cards that require you to play a lot of cards for it to trigger, which requires it to be later in the game, and everything in this meta is delayed. So the meta is going to work in the Rogue's favor, but there's just not enough power in, in, in these sets to really make Rogue anything but a bad class before the adjustments. Alright. That's that. Cool. That's that. Alright. No shoutouts. We're moving on. We're moving on. Getting some time back. Alright. Uh, see you guys on the next class then. Bye. Let's go! We are back! Lightforge Podcast, Grinning Goat, Murder at Castle, Nathria Arena, card review stream, uh, podcast, uh, VOD on YouTube. Um, this is Adlikta. This is Murps, uh, Shaman. Okay, the class everybody loves. Alright, remember, Wildpaw Cavern is out, Snowfall Guardian is out, so they get no annoying cards, right? Let's see. Let's see. It, let's let's see. So the the top card they have in common um, is a Shadow Waltz. Shadow. Wait, what? No. Uh, the top card they have. <laughs> I was like, what? No, that's not right. Is Criminal Lineup, which is what you're seeing on the screen right now if you're watching the video. Uh, it is an eight mana spell. Choose a friendly minion. Summon three copies of it. Overload two. Yeah. Okay, so what kind of stat line do you need for this to be, like, really good value? Like, a, starting from a 4-4? Four, four, something like that? 
something like that. I don't that, think a four right? four is enough. Probably you need more than a four four. Uh, like probably need like a five five because it's like effectively ten mana, right? You get to put it yeah. out on turn eight, but. So this is one like of those. Maybe a yeti. Yeah, I think you need like a yeti like that, uh, but um, it's not that hard. I don't think it's yeah. like that hard. That's that's this the is thing. a B plus by the way. This is a B plus, so almost an A. Not quite. We're not quite ready to call it a premium, but it's a good card. It's not that hard to get something to stick that is of a decent size. It's really not that hard. Um, and I think some people will always think it's like, oh, just clear the Paladin. Just clear the shot. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> it, mm -hmm. it doesn't work like that, right? Like, I would love to always clear their board. Um, but that, like, that just doesn't happen. So, it's pretty good. Like, you won't always have removal. Uh, and then, you know, once something sticks, they're just gonna have a ton of those things. And then, of course, mm -hmm. if your responses just have a flame strike, uh, well, yeah. I don't know, like, uh, you, you won't always, always have the flame strike. you won't always have, like, the puzzle box. So this will win a lot of games. Yep. Um, it's an 8-mana card. It's, it's doing what 8-mana cards should do. Uh, well, it's an 8-mana plus 2 overload card. Uh, but it's putting a lot of stuff onto the board. It does have a condition. You will not fulfill this condition, uh, like, half the time. Uh, but the other half of the time, it's going to be very good. And uh, even when you don't fulfill the condition, it's not like... Like, remember said, like, you're not going to clear the Shaman all the time. You oftentimes don't want to clear the Shaman all the time. Like, Shaman's not Paladin. People aren't out there with a Vendetta to clear the Shaman all the time. Because Shaman doesn't really buff their minions, like, a whole ton. So, you're, you're going to get a lot of people also who are just, like, going to go face. Because they want that face damage. And then you have a minion. Or, like, your minion has a death rattle, right? So they don't want to, like, clear that minion. And this is summoning copies of it. So if you get a death rattle minion, it'll summon all the it'll get all the death rattles as well. Yep. Um, all right, that is criminal lineup. Um, a common card, B plus. They have two other common cards. Uh, the next one is crud caretaker, four mana, one one battle cry, summon a three five elemental with taunt. Taz Dingo is somewhere in the corner crying. Um, this is only a C plus. That's just how bad Tazdingo is now. They add an extra 1-1 onto this guy for a curve card, essentially, and it's still only a C+. C+, isn't bad. It's a little worse than the average card in your deck, but it's it's basically an average card in your deck. So remember, um, Yeti is bottom of C, right? Yeti is yeah, bottom, bottom of C. Bottom of C slash B+. Plus, is top of C, uh, but Tazdingo is not good. Like, it just isn't. <laughs> Yeah, Tazdingo is below Yeti these days, obviously. Yep. So, and look, C plus is around what the uh, close to what the average card in your deck is going to be, mm -hmm. right? So this is close to the quality of the average card in your deck, and I, you know, I think most people would would agree with that. It's like, okay, this is sort of like what my deck is going to be composed of, like cars, like half the cards would be better and half the cards would be worse than this card. Mm -hmm. Fair. Alright. Carving Chisel. Carving Chisel is a uh, weapon. It is a 2 mana 1 3 weapon. After your hero attacks, summon a random basic totem. 
So you're summoning three random basic totems over the course of this weapon, but it is two mana for a 1-3 weapon, which is like a lot of mana for a 1-3 weapon. It's a C. This card... Okay, I had to talk you up, right? Mm hmm I think I just like this more than you do. I think I like what it does. I think I like how annoying it is. So for me, I think I tried to talk you up like even more, but I I'm okay with where where it is. Um, I don't. I just like these ping cards for classes that don't really ping. I think that totems are really annoying. I think it'll just be a lot of annoyance for a, a decent amount. So uh, you can mark this one as a card that I like. I mean, I'm not saying it's mm -hmm. amazing, but I, I like this card. It's annoying, but that's it. It's bad yeah. tempo. Like, if you play it on curve, it, like, doesn't quite fulfill its tempo role. Like, it's okay. It's like playing, like, a 2-2 on curve. You're, like, not really happy about it, but it's definitely much better than nothing. And it gets its tempo over the course of many turns, so you're going to have to make... I mean, the purpose is to be annoying and make the board weird, right? But overall, it doesn't quite add up. So you're going to have to try to do something with it to really get value out of it, and then you're into, like, a synergy combo zone. Um... It, it just it totems are not good that's that's really what it comes down to basic totems are are just not cutting it in uh in the arena and so stuff that creates more of these they they don't really they don't really do it and there's no synergies with totems specifically you're just getting synergies with having like more stuff on the board right like someone called it infused food yeah it's two mana it gives you three things that's that's good infused food um, but you don't even get to control them, right? Your totems, except for one, can't even attack. So if your opponent doesn't remove it, they don't remove it. Like, mm. it's it's just it's an annoying card. But overall, it's not a it's not a good card. It's fair. All right, carving chisel. Uh, let's go on to the rare cards. Um, here is where we're going to find the true gem of shaman. We kept talking when we were talking about hunters that there are is another S tier card. There were, uh, there's an S tier card and an S plus plus tier card in hunter, uh, and there was one more S tier card that's not a legendary in this. Uh, oh no, I'm wrong. Um, uh, it's, it's getting late. Um, what's it's an A tier card. The S tier card, I'll just spoil it, is in is in uh, Warlock, the next class. The A tier card we're talking about here is a rare A tier card. It is Convincing Disguise, and uh, it is a one mana spell. Transform a friendly minion into one that costs two more. Infuse four. Transform all friendly minions instead. pretty good man like i mean we just looked at the four drop right the one uh the one one four drop that summons the tazdingo uh you're gonna get decent targets i think sometimes the uh the transform all minions is gonna be a little awkward actually yeah but yeah but you know you can manipulate it it's pretty freaking cheap two more is a lot like if it's just one more, sometimes you're like, oh, I don't know, like exactly how. If much it's just one more, you you don't want to do it on anything that's not damage or has a battle cry or has a battle cry. Uh, but two more, you're kind of just happy to do on yeah. stuff because even if it is a bad roll, uh, you should at least get what the original would have given you. 
right? Mm -hmm. Like a bad six drop is kind of like a four drop. Um, that's that's sort of how how it goes. So, yeah, it's just really good. Like, it's just a great way to push tempo to get value out of these battle cries that you will have. Um, and we've seen how powerful these evolve shenanigans can be in which you're just like oh yeah i have everything under under control and you know i don't have to clear the shaman every single turn and then they do some evolve shenanigan and then you lost because that's way too much tempo like they they got favorable trades and then they evolved and then that is uh, way too big of a swing so it's just a really nice card yep and if you're wondering why it's not higher than a a uh i know some people think this card is crazy good remember you're a good player Random is bad. Random tempo is like the worst. Random initiative tempo is the absolute worst, but this is just random like actual tempo on the board. Uh, so it's, it's, it's getting an RNG penalty as all the RNG cards do from our rating systems. Um, and this one has a lot of randomness, a lot of randomness. All right. Next up is another evolved card uh transform card it's a muck pool the location for the uh, shaman it is a one mana location it's the cheapest location we've seen so far has three charges and it transforms a friendly minion into one that costs one mana more what do we so, get this uh, this one is a b it is a b tier card you want to combo it you really do want to combo it so it is essentially a combo card. It will also do well against things that are significantly damaged. But again, it's a lot of RNG. So you get a, a good roll, it could be an S tier card. You get a bad roll, it's, it'll lose you the game. Yep. I think that's fair. You do have to wait on it. This is also one in which you can only transform one at a time. It is just one more... Uh, remember locations have a one turn cooldown so like it's cheap which is really nice but you know the, the downsides are real here so you can get kind of caught looking at the fact that it's one mana which is once again very nice mm -hmm. but yeah it's it, it, it doesn't do exactly enough so that's that's why it is not higher mm-hmm uh, like cost one more and cost two more is such a big difference yeah um all right that's it for oh no uh we have one more rare card <laughs> one more rare card it's almost not a card this is a d tier card don't draft it don't get sucked in it's party favor totem it's a three mana oh three at the end of your turn summon a random basic totem infuse two summon two instead you're gonna be able to infuse two that's that's super easy to infuse too especially for a bad card that you don't want to play right so it's just gonna be stuck in your hand for a while anyway so you play this you get two random basic totems there's a decent chance one of them's a taunt which will protect this and then generates more totems but again you are just creating more annoying things this is almost a card that reads heal your face for like 15 or something over the course of the next few turns so it's a d tier card don't you also just port lock yourself almost immediately yes Yes, so you can't play stuff, because you also can't attack with your totems except one of them. Yeah, the board lock situation is very real. Uh, so that 
That sucks. Um, this card is... Like, it's hilarious, though. I mean, look at the art for it. It's hilarious. I think people drafted for the memes. But, yeah, man, it is it is bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, so, the board locking is not as much of a thing as it was before, by the way. And then people are like, oh, just let them board lock it. Because now one of your totems buffs other stuff. So that it makes another one of your totems be able to suicide. Uh... And then, so now, basically, two of your totems are able to, quote-unquote, attack, or most likely able to attack. Like, and, and you're board-locking yourself at seven. So, like, some of those totems are going to be these two totems. So you're not actually, like, board-locking board lock yourself, uh, but you are limiting your options. And you do have to trade ineffectively those totems in order to clear the space. It's, it, it is a lot of heal, right, for you. Yes, it, it it's a lot of heal, lot of heal. The, yes, because they have to clear it. Otherwise, it's way too annoying. Okay, next. Uh, all right, next we're on to epic cards. Epic card number one, uh, Primordial Wave, three mana nature spell. Transform enemy minions into one that costs one less and friendly minions into one that costs one more. This is a B tier card. It is a devolve with a mass evolve, all in one card. And the actual power of it is insanely way bigger than a B-tier card. But the ridiculous, ridiculous awkwardness of it drags it down. When you're devolving, you don't want to evolve. Because you know what evolving does? It replaces your minion and it loses its initiative. So if you're ever trying to devolve something that has a taunt, which is like half the time you're trying to devolve something at least... You, you got to get through the taunt first anyway, or else you lose your initiative on your things that attack. And That's, if you're just trying to yeah. buff your board, then you're not getting a devolve. And if your opponent just like has a random thing on their board that is like something with a battle card or whatever, devolve actually buffs it. Like it's so awkward to play. How many times, you know, when you have a devolve in your hand, are you using the devolve to push for lethal, right? Because mm -hmm. they have a taunt, you know, they have uh, a giant taunt. And then you're like, okay, as long as I devolve and it, they don't have a taunt, I win the game, right? Or I get so close to winning the game that, like, you know, in the next turn, I win the game unless they do something crazy. Uh, this doesn't allow you to do that, right? Because you can't, you're, you're also, like, turning your stuff into random stuff. Um, so, yeah, like, the effect in total is nice. Like, what you're getting for three mana on both sides of the board are pretty nice but you have these extra considerations um and this pretty important scenario that we laid out which is really what you're using devolve for a lot of the times you can't do yep that's why it's only a b tier card but it does do a lot of stuff like what you're actually using primordial way for yeah. is uh, i mean if you could actually use it for a devolve if you have nothing or nothing important on your side of the board first of all uh two you could use it just as an evolve if your opponent has nothing like terrible on their side of the board. Um, it's a little inefficient both ways compared to their base cards, but whatever, it's one extra mana in the late game, right? Who cares? Um, so those are possible uses that make it flexible, but also a really serious consideration possible use is it's just three mana for a lot of stats. It's super random, but just do what you do, you know, and then when you're done with your turn, play the Primordial Wave and then see what happens. You're, you're going to get a net plus stats 
that is, on average, quite good. Uh, assuming you have some kind of a board and your opponent has some kind of a board that is not injured. Um, like, it's just, it's, it's just too much randomness. But the actual effect is huge, right? Yep. Okay. Alright. Other epic card is Gigantotum. It's a 10 mana 8 8 totem. And it costs one less for each totem you summon this game. Oh, the party favor. Oh, my God. Um, so, yes, this is the synergy that brings all the totems together. But it's an epic card. You cannot expect to draft this card. So that's why the other totems don't really come together. Um, and you do not want to draft the other totems cards for the most part, which means you're not going to have that many totems to reduce this cost. Hero powers for Shaman is terrible these days. Um, you just... It's, it's, it's a totem that synergizes with totems. Like it's not good. Um, it is. What do we? What do we end up giving it? We end up giving it a D plus. It's actually higher than I thought, but I guess it, you know it ends up being a, a late game like it's low fine. eight eight. Yeah. Look, uh, a very late game like seven mana eight eight. Huh? Huh? Hmm. That's a thing. It's a thing. Okay. Uh, Alright, let's talk legendaries. Uh, the good legendary is Stonerite. 4 mana 5, 4, battle cry for the rest of your game. Your totems have plus 2 attack. 4 mana 5, 4. That is a on-curve minion that you can play, not lose any tempo. And then for the rest of the game, your totems have plus 2 attack. This is an A-tier card. Uh, it's very good. It's good. Um, it's very good, yeah. It's... It's not an S-tier card, because your, your totems sucked before, so this just kind of makes them good. It doesn't make them absurdly good or anything. So, your hero power is 2 mana, you get a 2-2 two, two totem that has an ability. Like, that's good, but you're not gaining tempo, you're just gaining card advantage. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, and the other legendary is Baroness Vashj. And that is a 4 mana 3-6. Again, on curve, it's a Naga. And uh, the ability is, if this would transform into a minion, summon that minion instead. Um, this is a B-tier card. Because you do have a good amount of good uh, Evolve-ish kind of cards um, in this set to support it. And if it does trigger on an evolvish whatever thing, it's very good because very you get like good. a free five drop, yeah, free six drop or whatever. So the synergies are there. You're gonna have the synergies in your deck. Uh, it just it becomes very good when you uh, when you do it. Yep. And if you're wondering why, like I, I see a lot of people trying to trying to make a case for crud caretaker which we rated a c plus and being like but it's so good with like evolve and stuff it's good with evolve that's that's the senja with the one one right and the one one's four mana so it's good with evolve it's not good with mass evolve because the mass evolve is going to take your three five which is kind of an on curve and then try to evolve that which subjects it to rng so overall it's still good to evolve like to mass evolve but not as good as you think. It's it's only that one single target evolve card that you get here that makes it like very good. And it's unlikely that your 3-5 dies before your 1-1. One, one. 
Yep. Okay. Mm, Alright, well that's Shaman. Uh, it's, it's messy. Like, if mages are annoying with the skeletons, they're at least predictable, predictably annoying. Shamans are very messy in their annoyingness. Very, very messy, especially with this set. It's just a lot of stuff. A lot of our ratings here are on the low side because of the RNG. Like, this is just not what you want as a good player. And it's a kind of a normal Shaman problem to have, right? Like, where the RNG is just too much for, for good players to consistently get the high win rates with, uh, with the Shaman. Um, when, when they're not, like, OP. Like, every now and then Shaman gets a card like Caverns, and you're like, well, no RNG there. <laughs> just win the game. But for the most part, these are the kinds of cards that Shaman gets, and uh, they kind of have a, a ceiling to them as a, as a good player. Alright, I don't have anything more to add. Cool, cool, cool. That's it. We're going to move on then. Do you want to give a shout-out? No. Alright, well, I'm going to give a shout-out to Iggy, your beloved pet that you promised you'd shout-out to that you did not shout-out to. Gonna give a shout out to uh, to Ginzi and Willow, and Willow your chins yes. uh -huh. that that have been sadly neglected on the stream, and also to to my rabbit Evie, who I have seen for the first time after three weeks, and uh, you know spent a lot of quality time doing work on my laptop this morning with uh, in, in the bunny's like little pen. Um, so yeah, shout out to our to our pets. All right, see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. Let's go. We are back. It is the second to last class we're doing. This is Warlock. This is the Lifeforge podcast uh, card review stream podcast VOD for Murder at Castle Nathria. I'm Abuk, though. This is Murps. Hello. You know, if we had done this last night, uh... Where we we would be like where exactly like four a.m. <laughs> four four a.m. Yeah, we get done before five a.m. And you're all like, oh, it's gonna be fast. It's not gonna be fast. This set was never gonna be fast. Let's go with Shadowwald's first warlock card that we're talking about. It is a B plus, by the way. Five mana shadow spell. Shadow Waltz. Summon a three five shadow with taunt. If a minion died this turn, summon another. So 5 mana summoning a 3-5 shadow with taunt is absolutely terrible. You will never, ever, ever do this unless you're about to die. But minions dying on this turn is very, 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 very common. It will probably happen every turn or almost every turn. And then you get 2 3-5s with taunt. And 2 3-5s with taunt is pretty good for 5 mana. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, it's fairly easy to, like, trigger it, right? It's, mm -hmm. like, really not that hard. Yes, uh, for those of you commenting in the chat, you know, we've spent a long time kind of pooping on, uh, like, Senjin and saying how it's not good. If you have two of them for just one extra <laughs> mana, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, it is still situational, though. I know some people look at this and go, like, minions always die. Like, yes, but then if you really need to use it on, like, turn five or whatever, and then you don't have a minion on the board because they cleared you, what are you going to do, right? Like, you can't play this card. So it is not, like, this is, the situational trigger is actually going to annoy you, I think, a good 25% of the time, which is why it's not higher. But B+, almost A. 
Yep. Uh, next, we are going to go to another common card. It is the Flustered Librarian. One mana, one three. Has plus one attack for each imp you control. Okay. I have to go back and look at all the imps. Have to, a bunch more imps are coming in this set. There is a not irrelevant amount of imps coming in with this rotation. But... They are still one very specific card, like, minion type. It's not even, like, a minion type. It's, like, specific cards, like, summon imps. Um, so, you, it's, it's not irrelevant at all, though. So, that's why this 1-mana one 1-3 one is rated a C+. You are going to have imps sometimes. And sometimes you're going to have multiple imps. And a 1-mana one 1-3 one is not bad to begin with. But if it becomes a 1-mana 2-3 on the next turn, or even on the same turn where you coin out an imp... Pretty coin out two imps, and it's one mana three three. It's a lot of uh, randomness without actually using RNG based on what you happen to draw, uh, but it could be super powerful, and its floor is pretty high. One mana one three is not bad. Yep. I got nothing else to say. Yeah, nothing else. All right. Last card that is a common is Shadowborn. Shadowborn, 3 mana, 3, 3 beast. Death Rattle, reduce the cost of the highest cost shadow spell in your hand by 3. Do you have a shadow spell in your hand? If so, good. If not bad. <laughs> this, this is real good analysis here. Wow. Wow. It's a, it's a D um, because, one... You're not that likely to have a shadow spell in your hand. Two, three mana three threes are terrible. Three, if you do have a shadow spell, it's oftentimes not even three mana, so you're not actually getting all the reduction. Um, but it is it is not a good card. Don't don't be looking at this and be like, oh, it's a zero mana three three, pretty good. It is not. It is the vast majority of times a three mana three three that does nearly nothing. All right. Alright, so now we are on to the card that actually makes this set for Warlock. Because we just went over a bunch of cards. It's like, eh, it's okay, it's not okay, it's whatever. It's not terribly creative, it's not enforcing some kind of strategy. They're just normal-ish kind of whatever cards. But this one, this is the Crown Jewel of Warlocks. It is a 4-mana 3-3 demon, mischievous imp. It is an imp. Battlecry, summon a copy of this. That's right. It's a 4-mana 3-3 three, three times 2. I don't know why. I do not know why. This is like... But, but that's what it is. And, and that would be a really insane card by itself. But it also has Infuse 3. Summon 2 copies instead. And you know what you can do with Infuse 3? You can legitimately trigger it a fair amount of times before this card is played on turn 4. So, yeah. four mana on curve, three, 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 three. Uh, this kind of reminds me of, like, the Hunter Secret meta. Do you, do you remember that? Yeah, you know, with the wolves. Yeah, like, uh, where, yeah, exactly. You had the wolves, and then you would play secrets, and then you get the wolves and everything. Uh, it kind of reminds me of that. I mean, look, the meta has shifted. We have more powerful cards. But it remains that if you are able to summon, like, triple 3-3 three, three super early on, uh, that's really freaking good. So, mm -hmm. not that hard to trigger. 
Um, yes, you know, quite a few of the very powerful Warlock cards are leaving, right? Uh, for example, Demonic Assault would be amazing, right? To, to As just an individual card and also as Infused Fuel uh, as well. But at the same time, um, this isn't that hard to trigger. And you can get a decent amount on Curve. Uh, busted card. Someone in chat asked, do you keep it in your opening hand? Yes. You keep this in your opening hand. Because you could infuse it. But also just because it's a broken 4-drop even when you don't infuse it. It's a broken 4-drop. And then if you need one extra turn... Because sometimes you may not be able to get it on turn 4. You should be able to get it on turn 5. And it is still a very good 5-mana play. Like, triple 3-3s three is still and you don't a have to get it. good five mana play and you don't like if you're not close to it right because you skip the turn or whatever like you hero power it on two or play it on four it's four mana for six stats it's freaking busted without the infuse uh and someone else asks is there a way to hand buff it uh there is that uh one drop that gives it plus one health yeah uh, one drop neutral which is a pretty good card in and of itself and you'll pick it especially in warlock where you prefer one drops um yeah this card is busted. Oh, by the way, we didn't give you the actual tier score. Uh, it's S tier. It's 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 OP. This is a S tier minion that does nothing. Like, that's how insane this card has to be. It has no initiative. It does nothing. It's just pure stats on the board. But it is so much of it and potentially so early. That's the uh, worst part about it, right? It's like, uh, it's just so early on. Um, okay. Not like, much more remember, has to be said about it. Yeah, like, remember Caverns? And how that's, like, a little delayed and how that was S-tier? That was 3-4s, not 3-3s, but it took three turns to get all of it for four mana. This one just plops it all out immediately. Yep. <laughs> Instant Wallpaw Cavern. Exactly, exactly. I mean, it's not as good as Wallpaw Cavern. S has a big range. Uh, Wallpaw Cavern was higher than this, but still. This the is, freeze this is, is a very significant. The health is significant. Like, 3-3 yeah, versus 3-4, significant. But the speed matters a lot mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, like we're not saying this is Walpole Cavern's level good. In fact, this was barely an S. Um, it was a very low S, but it was an S. Yeah, I think that's fair. What would it be without Infuse? Uh, probably like an A. Yeah, I I think maybe like a low A, maybe a B plus. Maybe, yeah, maybe a B plus. No, 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 I think it would be a B plus. Maybe a B plus. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, that was Mischievous Imp. That's going to be the, the... It's a rare card, and you're not going to actually see it like as often as those common cards, but still, it's, uh, it's going to be meta-defining if Warlock is any good. Uh, Vile Library is the next card we're going to talk about, and this is another rare card. It is a two-mana location. It has two charges. Give a friendly minion plus one, plus one. Repeat for each Imp you control. So again, you are going to get imps. You just saw a busted card that is an imp that summons two or three imps. Um, it's a thing. You can play the Vile Library and then not trigger it on that turn. It trigger on a, a subsequent turn when you play your imps so that they don't like die. This is all entirely possible. But for two mana, you really got to do some buffing. Like one imp is not good enough. Two imp is not really even good enough, and you gotta get it twice. So 
it's quite situational for Arena, where you're going to have imps in your deck, but you're not going to have that many imps in your deck. And this is a double situational, where it's not just that you put imps out, but you also have to have a good buff target. So this is a D. I think it's fair. Uh, why does it have more charges? I don't know. I guess it's... I mean, okay, if you just make an imp deck, it's probably busted. Because imps get multiplied a lot, right? Like, oh, there's yeah, a lot of cards yeah. that summon, like, two or three or four imps or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, people are saying this card is nuts and constructed. Sure, right? You can fill, you know, fill up your deck with imps and everything. Uh, for Arena, I'm just like, ugh. Yeah. This could easily have more charges, and I'm like, um, But it's fine. Um cars that are very good and constructed tend to be the most synergistic things mm -hmm. all right last rare card is suffocating shadows suffocating shadows is a three mana shadow spell when you play or discard this destroy a random enemy minion so it is a deadly shot but if you discard it it gets played anyway uh it's a b deadly shots are good but they're not like premium yep and in case you're wondering, you saw the other Warlock cards. No one's discarding anything from Warlock. The discard mechanics are all in Demon Hunters this set. Um, okay. Now we're on to the epic cards. Epic card number one is Impending Catastrophe. Two mana, draw a card. Repeat for each imp you control. Um, this one is a D. Two mana draw a card is very bad. Two mana draw two cards for Warlock isn't even all that good. So you really got to be drawing a lot of cards. And it is situational when you can play it. You got to wait for imps. It's like the whole thing. Got nothing more to say about this. And the other epic card is Tome Tampering. Three mana, shuffle, one cost copies of cards in your hand into your deck. Then discard your hand. You are not drawing your hand back. You are just discarding your hand. This is some kind of combo stuff for Constructed, but it is totally worthless in, in Arena. F. I got nothing more to say about this one either. Alright, now let's look at the Legendaries. The Legendaries for Warlock are pretty good. Let's look at the... the this is the worst of the two. We'll build up to it. This is Imp King Rafam. 6 mana, 6-6. Six, six. Battle cry. Resurrect 4 friendly imps. You know, if that many had died. Infuse 5. Give your imps plus 2, plus 2. It's a lot of stats. Gotta wait a little. Oh my god. But it's I, a lot of stats. I just read this joke in chat. This card can really improve your board. Th thank you, Battle Ooze. Oh that, my god. That brightened all of our days. That this is that was that was glorious and terrible. Anyway. Alright. So this is an A plus tier card. It is a lot of stats. Like I said, you're gonna have imps. They don't have to be alive or on the board when you're playing this. In fact they need to be dead. Um and infuse five for a card that's relying on things dying anyway just means you can't top deck this. But otherwise you're gonna be waiting on this anyway. And so the Infuse 5 is actually easier to hit than it would seem. No, no, no. You, you, you good here as well? I'm good. 
This is a All complicated right. card, you know? No, no. I mean, none of these Warlock cards are complicated cards. This is a pretty straight... It's an imp set, right? Like, how complicated are imps going to be? Uh, Lady Darkvane is your last card. This is a legendary card. It is a S-tier card. This is our final S-tier card that we're reviewing. It's a 5-mana 3-6. Battle Cry, summon 2... Two one shades. So just to start off, it's a five mana three six with two two ones. Like and then each gains a death rattle to cast your last shadow spell. So to the extent that you have casted a shadow spell in this game, it will it will cast that shadow spell again on its death. Pretty good. Totally busted. You just got to just wait until you played a shadow spell. That, you know, is not super random. And if you haven't played a shadow spell, who cares? It's a 5 mana 3-6 with two, two ones. It's still, like, way over-curved. Alright. That's, that's it, right? That's it for Warlock? That, that's it for Warlock. It's uh, super straightforward. Uh, a lot of imp shenanigans going on. Uh, draft imps. A lot of the new cards kind of work with imps, and imps are pretty good generally. Like, I don't know. It's not particularly exciting. Even like the busted card, Mischievous Imp, it just generates more 3 threes. It's like almost meant to be just very incrementally like putting stuff out there uh, of a set. So, I don't know. I'm not too excited by it, but Mischievous Imp by itself is is enough to carry this class. Uh, maybe. It's a rare card. You really want it to be a common card for a carry. I don't know if just one card is ever enough, you know? Um, that's Caverns. Always, uh, yeah, well. Yeah. E- even then, Caverns always came with Snowfall Guardian, right? That's and, fair. So, it was like, okay, Caverns plus... Snowfall Guardian, that was a little bit like too backbreaking with like the the Wobble Combo. Alright. Alright, that's Warlock. We are going to move right on to Warrior, our very last class. So, see you guys at Warrior. Bye. We are back one final time. This is Warrior Time, Lightforge Podcast, Arena Card Review for Murder at Castle Nathria. This set is here. There are broken hunter cards. Are there broken warrior cards? The answer is no, there are no broken warrior cards. Uh, But there are good warrior cards. And one of the ones is what we're going to talk about next. This is a common weapon. Whenever warriors get a good common weapon and it has a boosted offering rate, you know it's going to be uh, impactful. It is Imbued Axe. Three mana, two, three weapon. After your hero attacks, give your damage minions plus one, plus one. Infuse three, plus two, plus two instead. So, uh, yeah. Three mana, two three is already not a terrible weapon, and uh, having giving your buffing your board that is that is really good. It's even set up so that you have a time to play one drop and two drop and get them injured before you play the imbued axe. 
It's good. Okay, so this is rated at A, by the way. It's uh, it's a premium warrior weapon. Um, it's not like super tempo uh, on curve the way uh, some warrior weapons are, but you play it a little later than that if you don't have the setup. Uh, and when you do play it, you get a lot of tempo for a lot of turns. Yeah, you can manipulate this in ways like you're you're able to do it once again. Infuse three, not that hard. I'm buying infuse stock, right? Uh, and you really don't need that many buffs. So, it's just a really solid card. Yep. Okay. Uh, next up is... Anima Extractor. 2 mana, 1, 4. Whenever a friendly minion takes damage, give a random minion in your hand a plus 1, plus 1. So, this is a B-tier card. For 2 mana 1-4, that's pretty good. Because 2 mana 1-4s are like low D tier. They are very bad. But the buffs onto random minions in your hand, that's going to happen quite frequently. Even if you just play this as a 2-drop, not a lot of things are going to remove it without taking damage twice. Which gives 2 buffs into your hand of plus 1, plus 1. And that's if you have no other friendly minions. If you have like other friendly minions because you're playing this later on in the game, like 2-drops are generally crappy later on... Uh, you could potentially get a lot of buffs on your hand. Yep. Uh, yeah, because you could just have stuff onto the board that you were going to trade with, and then you play this, and then immediately get the buffs, right? Which is a lot more than what you should be expecting for two mana uh, in the in the late game. Yep. Uh, so, okay, that's Animal Extractor. Uh, the last common card for Warrior is Crazed Wrench. Crazed Wrench is a 2 mana 1-4 again. Uh, it has plus 2 attack and charge while damaged. It's a C tier card. It's not, yeah, it's like, it's not terrible, but the charge, so you gotta like proc it. Uh, if you damage it and it just has like 2 attack, that's nice. We've seen similar cards, right? Like the enrage mechanic and all of that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, uh, what is it, Amani? It's like Amani. Amani's a 2-3, a this is a 1-4, so it's much more easy to enrage on Kerr. Um, and uh, that, makes it, uh, that makes it decent, even though it's a 1-4, and 1-4s generally suck. Okay. Alright, we are on to rare cards now. Rare cards. Uh, the first one we're going to talk about is Conqueror's Banner. Conqueror's Banner is a D-tier spell for Warrior. Two mana, reveal a card from each player's deck three times. Draw any of yours that cost more. It's just a, just a math problem of how many cards you're drawing, and you're, you're not drawing that many. So, it's a D-tier card. Remember, yours have, has to cost more. more. So, it's the joust problem, right? Yes. In which ties means loss. Yours has to cost more. Now, what the beauty of this card is that this is going to tilt the shit out of so many people. Your favorite streamer, whoever that might be, they're probably going to get pissed, okay? Because... They're probably going to get this from some random spell generation. And not only are they going to get zero cards, 
they're going to see all the amazing big <laughs> cars that the other person has before they, of course, immediately top deck it. So Blizzard built the ultimate tilt card. This is this mm-hmm. is just the ultimate tilt card, and you are going to hate this. Uh, so it's beautiful in some ways. Like the design-wise, it was almost made to tilt people. Um, so I think it's fantastic. Okay. It's a D-tier card. Please don't pick it. Unless you absolutely have to. Uh, next one is a Suspicious Pirate. Suspicious Pirate is a 3-mana three 3-4 three, pirate. Pretty good so far. Battlecry, discover a weapon. If your opponent guesses your choice, they get a copy. So part of the same series as uh, a lot of the other cards but uh this one is a b plus and not an a uh because while three mana three fours are good discovering weapons are good you are a warrior your weapons may run into other weapons while your opponent may really really want a weapon yeah all right we just i mean this is like another version of these things that we see right um, where mm-hmm. it's like, do you pick the best card? Do you pick the second best card? I don't know. You can try these mind games. Like they won't. Your the important thing is your opponent won't always be able to guess what it is. And then, on average, you are getting, you know, you always get something. Sometimes they get something. Yep. That's it. Um. Finally, the last rare card. Uh in warrior is its location the last location and it is not good it is one mana three charges sanguine death deal one damage to a minion and give it plus one attack so you can either use it to ping or you can use it to deal an extra they give your minion an extra attack at the cost of a life it's very slow for the ping though one mana for a ping this turn, a ping in for two turns, and then a ping in four turns after that. Fantastic. Okay, on to the next one. Um, so this is a D plus, which means it's around where like a Yeti is, or like a three mana three four or something. It's uh, definitely playable and pickable, but you shouldn't get too excited about it. Um, yeah, it does enable a lot of the war- uh, warrior combos though, and. Being D plus is not the end of the world, so you're going to end up picking it here and there. Um, but yeah, yeah. So people are mentioning it's like, oh, it's a ping for a non-ping class. Yeah, but remember, once you use it, you also can't use it for the next turn. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's like very really slow three pings slow for pings. one mana. Yeah, really slow pings. And you really like for one mana, you should be getting like two pings, and the here you get three pings, but it's like very slow. Yep. All right. Epic cards are next. First epic card is Riot. Riot is a two mana spell. Your minions can't be reduced below one health this turn. They each attack a random enemy minion. Um, we had a card. Back in the day, that was pretty good. I forgot what it was called, but it was two mana, same ability, except instead of attacking a random enemy, enemy minion, you draw a card. Uh, commanding Shout, that's right, Star Performer. You, 
Commanding Shout had the same ability. So we all knew what the ability did. And it was okay, um, but it drew a card. Here, instead of drawing a card, they each attack a random enemy. And that is the keyword. The RNG here will kill you unless they have only one target. So it's kind of difficult to set up. It's vaguely a board clear with some costs, but you have to have the setup. Uh, you can give any minions you play on this turn rush, but they attack a random enemy minion. So you don't know the order, and you don't know what they're attacking and which order they're attacking. So there's going to be a lot of wasted damage. And it's not like your minions are immune. If your minions are over one health, they're still going to get damaged. They just can't get, you know, actually die and go below one health. So this one's a D. It is an extremely hard to use card. Yeah, that's you, that's you good. it. I'm good. All right, uh, and yes, Chad is uh, asking if you still have the attack. Yes, the the whatever minions retains their original attacks. This is just an extra attack that it gets. And because nothing's going to die on this turn, your minis are guaranteed to get the second attack as a follow-up if uh, if the RNG kind of like goes against you. Uh, finally, we have Burden of Pride. Four mana spell, epic. Summon three one three Jailers with Taunt. If you have 20 or less health, give them plus one, plus one. So step one... Definitely have 20 or less health. Definitely. Do not have more than 20 health because 3 1 3 Jailers of Taunt is a desperation let's not die play. And if you're trying to make a let's not die play, why are you doing it with more than 20 health? So if you have over 20 health though, this is 4 mana for 3 2 4s, which is very good because they all have taunt. That is an insane amount of taunt. That's a lot. And it's not too hard to get under 20 health as a warrior. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be. Yeah. Because you have weapons. You can hurt yourself. Yeah. People are mentioning Reign of Toads. Yeah, that's a good comparison. Reign of Toads was a fine card. I think fine mm -hmm. is a fine word for it. Um, that was very annoying, right? And yeah. look, uh, the power level is obviously different. But this is two mana cheaper. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's quite a lot better. Yep. So so that one is a A-tier card, by the way. An A-tier card. Mm -hmm. we, this is a premium card. Mostly for the taunt. Um, okay. So uh, we are now on to legendaries. Let's go with the A-tier legendary first. Uh, Decimator Ogra is A tier. It is a 6 mana 3 7. Battlecry, gain plus 1 plus 1 for each damage minion. Then attack all enemies. So. All enemies, so it goes face. Yeah, well, it could go face. If it's not dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it depends on what's happening. But the gain plus one plus one for each damage minion is huge. That includes their minions, that includes your minions, and you're starting at a 3-7 base. So if it just gets like one more stat, then it's kinda good. Um, if it gets uh, if it gets two damage minions, then you're at a 5-9 with uh, effectively rush slash charge. You just don't and get to win direct theory. it, but yeah, yeah, it's fine. 
Um, so this is an A tier minion. It's it's very big. And if your opponent is really decimating you, like they're gonna have some injured minions. And mm -hmm. if it's a regular firefight, you're gonna have some uh, some uh, damage minions. And it's just going to be potentially really big and be a semi board clear and leave a body. Like it has very large upside, and the downside is is pretty low. I agree. Um, all right. Oh, sorry. I got the score wrong. Decimator Ogre is a C plus. Would you say it was originally? I said it was an A, but A is the the other one that the insane legendary we're going to talk about okay, next. That's yeah. the weapon. So this is a C plus. Jabated. Jabated. Uh, uh, for each damage minion, attack all enemies. I guess there's not that much damage minions compared to what you would think. Just go on to the if it's a four, if it's go, if it's a four eight, then it's essentially uh, it's almost a six six because the the so the problem is it does need to get buffed because if it's just dealing three damage to enemy minions, it's uh it, it's just not a lot of damage, right? You're dealing three damage to stuff. Think about you have a lot of rushes that have come out that it's like wind fury or whatever and has three damage, um and that. Like, it's fine, but it's not anything exciting, and it is 6 mana, so you do need a damage minion, like, at least one to get that 4, and you don't get to direct it. So if there's a large, if there's, like, a single large minion on the board, even if there's other stuff, this card is, uh, it's, it's very iffy, um, to be played. But, well, you're, you're not trying to play this card at that time, right? You're trying to play the card when there's a bunch of smaller stuff. And that runs into the issue where, if there's a bunch of smaller stuff, they're less likely to be injured in the first place, right? Because it's harder to have smaller stuff that's injured. So, it kind of gets in its own way. Alright, that's enough analysis about this one. I'm gonna say, uh, I am just, I am done. I am like I, very I done. am dead too. Okay, last card. Last card's a good one. It's a legendary. This is the A tier legendary card for Warrior. And it is a 7 mana. It's Remornia, comma, Living Blade. It's a 7 mana, 4, 10 rush. After this attacks, equip it. So it becomes a weapon with whatever durability that is the health that it has left. And then you equip the weapon. And remember, when you equip the weapon, you can swing with the weapon. Assuming you don't have another weapon that you've already swung with. And then after that happens, the weapon that it summons is not just a 4 whatever weapon. The weapon it summons has an ability as well that says after your hero attacks, return this to the battlefield. So, if I'm reading this right, when it returns to the battlefield, it still has rush, right? Yeah. It, so it, it gets to hit three times it, on the turn it comes out. It continues on, yes. It is, uh, it, it flips back and forth. It's such a creative card. Like, it's, when I first saw this, I was like, damn. That is just cool. Like that that's just a mm -hmm. cool thing. Um and and there's so much consideration that went into this card. Like this is a card. You know, we, we were talking about some legendaries that I'm just like, man, this seems super vanilla. It just doesn't seem like a legendary in 2022. This seems like mm -hmm. a legendary in 2022. Yes. Uh and uh yeah, it's an A-tier card. It's good. It's not absurdly insane because you're getting just 12 damage on the turn and if you're using all 12 damage 
it's likely dead or almost dead. Like, you're going to have one more charge of the weapon left that you're going to hit something, and then that's it. Like, you're not going to have anything after that, like, the next turn. So, yep. uh, and that's that's in a good scenario, right? Um, yeah, so it, it is not, like, this, like, insane, insane S-tier card, but it is very good. Seven mana, deal 12 damage, split three ways however you choose, and then have another, probably, maybe, uh, four damage weapon left over for they could swing once. Like, yep. that's, that's, uh, those are real things. Yep. Uh, so for those who are out there uh, who are like, wait, how is this not S tier? I don't know. Like, how how good is Flame Strike these days? Yeah, and this is four. Flame Strike is five damage. Yeah, like how how good is Flame Strike these these days? Um, it's like very good, right? But not like mm -hmm. remember S tier is like that's caverns. That's that's for caverns. That's for the the wild seeds, you know. Like the, the, that that's for those sort of cards, like. Uh, What's an old card that's coming back that's an S? Arbor Up. Arbor Up is like an S tier card, you know? Mm -hmm. um, Alright. So that's it for the card review. Uh, for Warrior, as you can see, there's we have what? We have uh, Imbued Axe. That's pretty good. That's A tier. We got an Epic card, Burden of Pride. That's A tier. Then we have the Legendary Remornia. That's A tier. Otherwise, you have a B plus tier for the Suspicious Pirate, which is very good. Um, but you also have a couple of not so good cards like Crazed Wench, which is you know just like okay. Nothing's uh, there's nothing bad, but there's also like not enough here. Like, Warrior always needs a little extra to just to keep up with everybody else. And uh, I don't think it gets the, the extraness here. So it's going to be relying on the older sets to come in uh, and, and help it. This this is not a particularly good set for, for the Warrior overall. Okay. Is that it? Are we done? Yeah. Yeah, we're done. Let's let's give the shout-outs to end it. It's, it's late. It's almost 1 o'clock. It is late. Okay. Uh, so first of all, thank you to all of those people who were here yesterday and today in Twitch chat watching. Uh, we appreciate you guys, okay? Uh, we appreciate you correcting all of our wrong scores, except Dreads, who only knows wrong scores. Um, our mods for helping moderate, first of all, and also organizing the giveaways. Uh, thank you to Blizzard for giving us codes to give away that was very generous uh very nice so thank you uh thanks to all of those watching on youtube hi youtube um thank you to i guess we're giving shout outs to to pets now as well so thanks to all of our pets iggy ginzy willow and evie all right uh and evie then, stayed alive after we were gone for three weeks evie stayed alive that's very important mm-hmm Mm-hmm. We did not come home to a dead rabbit, which which was a fear. It's the longest time we've left her alone. And she was fine when she was back. She was all hoppy. She seemed happier than when we were actually around. Uh, you know. Uh, okay. Uh, I want to give a shout-out also to David Attenborough Says, who's doing the YouTube. Uh, to Brand New, who is doing the thumbnails, because David Attenborough Says actually is, uh, is, is uh, half on medical, uh, medical leave. Um, and uh, to all of our patrons, uh, especially the top patrons, RV Night Train, Yin, Eric L, Dan F, Karova, REG, 4P, and Brand New. And um, yeah, 
we're probably leaving people out um but just thank you everybody we, uh, we we're back now we're back now i know we've been gone for like three weeks but besides yesterday and tonight's stream we are back on streaming we there's no extra streams for this expansion launch because i really just need to like stay awake and like you know get my life back in order after this long vacation but on friday night the normal stream is back on sunday we're doing uh normal light forge and coop things and then hopefully merps will have his computer back and he'll start picking a day to to stream uh again after this hopefully well, fingers crossed it's already see. been sent out it is in route to merps but who knows how long it takes to get delivered and and hopefully it, it arrives and it, it works. <laughs> hopefully. Um, uh, okay, so that's it from us. It's been a long one. It's our first two night review, uh, and uh, thank God we split it up. <laughs> Actually, otherwise I we, I would not have lasted. I would have ended it. I think we, we would have, have for self preservation purposes, cut it short. I think yeah, we so. would have cut it short. Anyways, uh, this is where we end it. Signing off. Thank you. Enjoy the arena. Enjoy playing Hunter. You guys better pick Hunter, okay? Like, if all there's Hunter anything you the learned, time. just pick Hunter. Uh, see you guys in the arena. See you guys. Enjoying the Light Forge? For the full rundown on Hearthstone Arena draft strategy, card review, and arena gameplay, follow us on YouTube, Twitter, or twitch.tv at ADWCTA. Support the podcast by sharing us with your friends and family, or become a patron at patreon.com slash grinning goat. Thank you for tuning in, and see you next week.